Welcome to Spot on Safety, the program designed for safety professionals. Spot on Safety is brought to you by iWorkWise, providing safety knowledge when you need it. For more information about iWorkWise, go to iWorkWise.com. Welcome to Spot on Safety, Episode 4, Eyewash Stations, with your hosts, Amy Does and Dan Smiley. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about eyewash stations and emergency showers. This is a greatly misunderstood topic, when you need safety showers, when you need eyewash stations, how they should be configured how far away from the hazard they need to be. So Amy is going to take us through all of the details. So Amy, I know you just got back from Alaska and you're probably a little tired. How are you today? Pretty good, Dan. I'm holding up and uh, I'm pretty excited about talking about eyewash. It's kind of a confusing topic and uh, it's, it's one of these areas where not everything is in the standard, which makes it hard for a you know a regular person to find what the heck they need. So, well, I have pretty... in my at my work, I have a number of different kinds of eyewash stations. Um, we have the little portable ones that are affixed to the uh, spigot at our ship's galley sink. You know, you hit the little button and the eyewash caps pop off, and what you end up with is not. Is potable water coming out of the water tanks on the ship? So whatever came out of the garden hose on the or the fire hose on the dock. Then I have the 16 ounce eyewash bottles at various locations around the ship. I have some of those uh, big green portable plastic tanks, semi-portable, I guess you'd say they were. You know, the got uh, 10 gallons or whatever. See, I don't even know how much liquid is in the darn things and do we need to change that every so often so uh, we've got uh, different kinds of eyewash stations all over the place and you know, I don't even know if I'm meeting all the requirements well the in OSHA uh, they only have one paragraph related to eyewash and that's in the medical section of 1910 the general industry standard and that that uh, paragraph is uh, 1910.151, paragraph C, and it, what it says is pretty simple. Where the eyes or body of any person may be exposed to injurious corrosive materials, suitable facilities for quick drenching or flushing of the eyes and body shall be provided within the work area for immediate emergency use. And that's the whole thing. So there's a world of interpretation around it, but that's the actual OSHA requirement. And I think one thing to point out right up, right off the bat here is uh, where the eyes or body. It, it's it's kind of a question on quantity whether you need a shower or whether you need an eye wash. Is it something that you're just likely to get in your eyes that's going to cause injury just to your eyes? Then a, then an eye wash might be sufficient. But if you're going to splash a corrosive material on your body, you have it in that kind of quantity. It's not just a little splash or some droplets getting in your eyes. But, for instance, you know, you're pouring uh, some caustic material into a tank or something like that where you could actually get it on your face and your shoulders or your clothing, um, then you would need a shower. So 
where the eyes or body may be exposed to corrosive material. So right away there's a decision to make on do I need an eye wash or do I need a shower? So you, we work with a lot of people who are working with anhydrous ammonia, and straight from the MSDS, it tells us that if we get liquid anhydrous ammonia, or really any anhydrous ammonia in the eyes, we need to flush the eyes for at least 30 minutes. So that's a lot of water. My 16-ounce water bottle is sitting on the on the bulkhead is not going to do it. No, those... Uh those little water bottles that, that sit on the bulkhead and have their own little station there um, actually really don't meet the regulation at all. They wouldn't be considered suitable. So when OSHA says a suitable facility, is that they want at least a 15-minute supply. So most chemicals, if you look on the MSDS, um, if you get them into your eye, it says flush for at least 15 minutes. So um, those eye wash bottles are, are uh, not good for compliance purposes. I don't know how to put that any different. Um, it, it might be good if, if uh, as a supplement to your regular eye wash, but they're not going to be accepted for compliance, and, and they don't give you a 15-minute uh, rinse. So they're not what you, what you need if you have a, a real hazard. So why do they sell them? I mean, why do I and why do I have them? <laughs> I, I don't really know the answer to that. Uh, I don't usually recommend them. I think there's a lot of babysitting involved. You know, sometimes I've seen people drink out of them, um, which I wouldn't want to do, but uh, or use a little bit and put it back. Well, then the bottle isn't sealed. Um, so then it would have to be tossed and started over or, uh, you know, put a new one up um, or uh, they expire. So they're kind of a, a, a lot to watch without a lot of uh, uh, benefit to having them. Um, I, I think it would be good where I like to see the, those little eyewash bottles or if if a person's going up on a man lift and uh, they're going to go service an ammonia valve and it's pretty high in a warehouse or whatever and they're kind of trapped on that man lift. You can't really have a plumb station right with you, um, but it does make it awfully hard to get down should you get something in your eyes. So I always recommend people taking a like a five gallon bucket with a valve kit that has all their tools and packing materials and maybe a full face respirator with ammonia cartridges and maybe a couple of those bottles. Um, it's a lot better than nothing. So that there could be some areas like that where um, it would be a lot better than nothing, and it's completely not feasible to have a full eyewash station. So I, I think they're good for that, but for the most part, they're probably a, a maintenance headache and uh, they don't give you a 15-minute supply, so I, I wouldn't do them except in those limited circumstances. So as I'm looking at the kinds of activities that are going on in my workplace and deciding what kind of shower I need, how, how would I begin to get that kind of information? Would I, would I default to the MSDS? What would I do? Well, if you have materials, and it, it's uh, generally accepted that a corrosive material is something with a pH of about under 2 and over 12 uh, on the scale. So something that's highly acidic or highly uh, caustic, uh, you would need to, to have an eye wash or a shower in the vicinity. So the first thing to do, um, and that makes it pretty simple because you can just look at the physical data on your MSDS sheet and see what the pH is and look for those values. So if you have something like that, then you need to put something in. If, it, if there's a lot of it and there's a chance you could get it over your whole body, and if you did get it on your body or your face or your clothing, 
it would be very injurious and you need the shower. If you just get a splash and it would be injurious to your eyes, then you can have an eye wash. So the, the simple answer is look at the pH of the material you're using and also, you know, what you know about what it'll do to you. These portable eye wash stations, uh, the, the big plastic tanks that have a 15-minute supply, that's generally uh, sterile saline, right? Uh, you can put saline in them, but also you're allowed to just put fresh water in an uh, 8-ounce bottle of water preservative. So you can just, um, they should be changed, I think, every six months with the water preservative at least. And uh, then you're just filling it up with tap water in a, in a little bottle. So that's that's the way I would go, is the saline little kits are, are quite expensive. So if I plumb in a, an eyewash station that's... Well, I'm, I'm specifically thinking about ships because that's where I work. Um, I plumb in an eyewash station into the ship's potable water system. What kind of maintenance and inspection do I need to go through to make sure that what's coming out of that isn't doesn't become hazardous people trying to use it for safety? Well, on ships, the challenge is really making sure you have enough flow. So you have to maintain that, and it should be maintained operational pretty much all the time as long as you're using a, that chemical around that area. So you have to provide for that water supply, whether you're at shore or, or doing ship repair or, uh, or out at sea. Um, but typically it's been accepted uh, probably because of the ANSI standard for eyewash and shower equipment, which is Z358.1. Um, it's been accepted to flush them weekly to make sure you're getting all the rust and debris out of the lines so that when you go to use this this uh, eye wash, you're not just spraying a bunch of particles into your eye. Um, or in the case of the tanks, you know, um, if you haven't changed it or that kind of thing, it, as it says by the manufacturer of the water preservative or the manufacturer of the eye wash, um, you could have microbial problems in your, in your water. So you, you do want to flush it and the the commonly accepted practice is to do it weekly, but you, you, uh, you know, if your water is exceptionally bad and rusty, uh, and every time you run it, it comes out orange, you should do it more. And it, it, the the whole idea is to keep it serviceable. So if I have a plum station, I come on board my new ship and a bunch of eyewash stations, and I need to go about setting up an inspection program. What what do I need to include in that as I go about checking all these eyewash stations and emergency showers? You mean what what has to be included? What are you looking for? Yeah, if I send a guy out, I, I tell my my able seaman, hey, go out and inspect all the eyewash stations. We're going to do this weekly. What do they need to do? Can you walk us through it as I approach this eyewash station? Sure. Um First thing you want to do is make sure the path, the Iowa station is clear and you don't have to have a bunch of stored materials or things blocking it. And then you want to make sure the path to the eyewash is clear from whatever chemical you're using or from the hazard. Um, you want to make sure there's nothing in the position of the eyewash that causes a hazard, like things sticking out of the bulkhead at people or, um, you know, uh, objects in the area or, or things that would... Uh, stab somebody as they're trying to use the eyewash. Um, usually they have the protective covers uh, over the, the spray fittings, and those are a good idea to keep debris out, so you check for that. Um, you'd want to activate the eyewash or shower that should activate within one second. Um, 
and it's supposed to be activated in a single motion. So you push one lever, it remains flowing without your hands. So then you can use your hands to hold your eyeballs, um, hold your eyelids open so your eyeballs get flushed um, properly. You want to make sure the thing is turned on. Uh, it, it shouldn't have a, a most ships I see. There's a ball valve in the line. And you can just turn it off and on at will. And so if you got something in your eyes and someone had turned it off, you operate that single activation lever. It doesn't do you much good if someone has the inline ball valve off. So really, there shouldn't be a ball valve in that line. And if there is one, because, um, sure, it makes sense to have one for maintenance purposes, it should be locked open. Um, so I would check to make sure there's water. Um, next thing I would do is uh, make sure it's clean and rinse out the reservoir or whatever if uh, materials uh, got in there. And also, next thing I want to see is that the flow is sufficient, that you have enough water pressure to actually get you know the spray coming off the nozzles enough where it would be good to use. Uh, and, and I'm talking about a plumbed station here. If you have a tank-mounted station, you would just check the water level make sure that the water's been changed in the last six months, um, and make sure it's clean. Yeah, how many stations, plumb stations, have you gone up to during a, an inspection, <clears throat> push the valve and find out you get good flow out of the right eye, and the left eye is like this little trickle. So that there's uh, I would say that I find that more than I find a good working station. So it's a, it's a problem, particularly in the maritime environment. In general industry, uh, if, if there's a station, they tend to be a little bit, uh, they're, they're not getting such harsh duty in the area around it, and the conditions aren't so tight with different water supplies. You know, they're on a city water system or something, which makes it a little easier. But um, on ships or, or maritime particularly, it's more likely to not work than it works. So you really do have to keep these things in working order. Well, talking about city, city water pressure, there must be a, a uh, valve that would regulate flow coming out of those eyepieces. If you were to just have it straight from city water pressure, those things would be shooting 20 feet in the air. Yeah, and I think they come from the manufacturer with, with the valve on them to get the right gallons per minute. But uh, more and more of the, I, I think that's true for shore plants, but more of the problem, like on ships, is that you get hardly a trickle, and I don't know how you get the water into your eye because it's barely pouring out without a good spray pattern so everybody has their challenges right so i guess uh, to sum up my 16 ounce and actually i even have some 12 ounce oh i wash bottles don't don't meet the spirit of this regulation i should do something about that inspect our plumbed and uh, portable eyewash stations weekly and uh, we probably need a good checklist have you developed a checklist that would be suitable for this that we could share with people? Yeah, I have one that's developed uh, from the ANSI Z38 uh, 358.1 standard, which I think the most recent version at this point is 2004, um, and we can post that on the web so people can download that. Um, although ANSI isn't specifically required or incorporated by reference by OSHA in this particular case, um, if, you're, if your shower or eyewash meets ANSI, I think it will meet OSHA. ANSI is is uh, certainly more detailed and, and whatnot. So there, there's some other things that ANSI wants to have, and that's on the checklist. So uh, we can certainly put that up there for people to download. So that, I think, sums up 
the uh, topic of eyewash. Anything in closing, Amy? Uh, the only other thing I can think about is it's been kind of common practice or it's been accepted, generally accepted, that uh, you want to have these things on the same level as a hazard and within 10 seconds of the hazard. So 10 seconds access. So that's about it, Dan, and, and uh, hopefully that'll be helpful to people. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Spot on Safety. If you would like to ask a question or leave a comment, you can email us. The address is spotonsafety at iworklife.com.